I'll greeting to you in the wonderful and the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to be with A.N.T. all my A.N.T. people in the house. Yes, say what's up. I want you to write that in the comment section. Say what's up. And um, I'm so excited to be with you on this Sunday morning at the end of August. We're going into the ninth month and we know that the number nine speaks of birthing and we know that God is about to birth some amazing things even in the life of a and I'm so honored to be with my good friend uh, Apostle Ayo and Prophet uh, Susan and uh, the a and family once again thank you for your love, thank you for your support, thank you for your prayers and thank you for people who are genuine, it's very rare to find genuine people and when you do find them, you cherish them. And to the house of A&T, please, I appeal to you, I implore you, please honor your leaders, love on them, because they are a rare breed. I'm so excited that I can come to you this morning, or this afternoon rather, and bring the word of the Lord to you. I have the word of the Lord in my mouth, and we're going to prophesy, we're going to minister, and we're going to speak a few things today. Uh, but one of the things I, I want to share with you briefly and we're going to pray in a second is I want you to write this in the comment section, the power of sacrifice. The power of sacrifice. We're going to deal with this subject today and I wonder if you can join me as we pray. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word, it brings light and it brings understanding. We thank you, Father God, that you bring revelation to our hearts. We thank you that you bring understanding to our minds. We thank you that this word would bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold based on the capacity that each one of us possess. Holy Spirit, we ask that you be the after preacher. We ask that you uh, uh, hover upon this word, and we pray, Heavenly Father God, that you illuminate what needs to be illuminated in our lives. You highlight what needs to be highlighted in our lives. Father, we exalt you. We glorify you and we thank you for this moment in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well guys, I want to talk to you about the power of sacrifice and no matter what level you are dealing with in life, you have to sacrifice whether you are building family, whether you are building business, whether you are building a marriage, whatever you are building, there has to be a component entitled or called sacrifice. Now if I can give you a definition of what sacrifice is, sacrifice simply means to give up something valuable to you in order to help somebody else. Let me rephrase that. Uh, the, the, the definition of sacrifice simply means to give up something valuable to you in order to help another person. Why am I talking about the power of a sacrifice? We live in a culture, we live in a day, we live in a time where everybody is intentional about uh, what they are doing at the expense of their future, at the expense of the next generation. Whenever you study the nature of God and whenever you look at God, He never just does something in one generation, but He's intentional about building something for generations to come. This is why He is the God of Abraham. He's not only the God of Abraham, He's also the God of 
Isaac. He's not only the God of Isaac. He's also the God of Jacob. But he's not only the God of Jacob. He's the God of the nations. So we can see the intention of God in his nature and his, and his character and how he displays who he is. One of the greatest sacrifices that we see throughout the ages and throughout the aeons of time, throughout humanity, is we see the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And when you consider who Jesus Christ is, you understand him to be a portion of God Almighty. Do you understand what God was doing for you and for me by sending Jesus, by sacrificing Jesus, by sacrificing a portion of who he is, to you and to me for the redemption of our soul and for the redemption of humanity. That sacrifice that was made over 2,000 years ago is still speaking today. What we need to recognize is that the sacrifices that you make and that I make have the ability to speak into your tomorrow and not only your tomorrow but into your children's destiny and not only into your children's destiny but their children and the nations that are born out of them. Now, I want to list a few quotes with you today about the power of sacrifice. Number one, I want to deal with the seven social sins. The seven social sins, number one, is wealth without work. Have you ever considered the same? Is it come? Is it go? Why do we actually make that statement? Because easy come, easy go is in reference to you don't fully understand the value of something. So you are not prepared to sacrifice. So because there's no sacrifice, the wealth comes and the wealth goes. So wealth without work is considered a social sin. Number two, pleasure without conscience. What do I mean by pleasure without conscience? Pleasure without conscience in the context of where we are living in today. Today the world tells you that you can have what you got to have and you can have it now at the expense of your future, at the expense of your marriage, at the expense of your relationships, at the expense of your children and your finances. That is uh, directly linked to the pleasure without conscience. Number three, knowledge without character. You see, they always say, have you heard this saying again? It goes on to say that knowledge puffs up. What is it about the knowledge that puffs up? You see, Adam, you can eat of every tree in this garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, leave that tree alone. It is the knowledge Gained, that is unbridled, that is unprocessed by the Spirit of God that will allow us and lead us into a place of no return. That means the knowledge we possess does not have the process and the character to actually sustain who we are and underpin where we are going. Number four, commerce without morality. You see, again, the Bible says, what will it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? In other words, in all your gaining, don't ever gain at the expense of your morality. Your morality is of utmost importance. Number, f number five, it says this, worship without sacrifice. Every deity, whether it is in the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of darkness, demands a sacrifice. You cannot worship without a sacrifice. This is why the Bible says we bring 
unto the house of the Lord a sacrifice. What is that sacrifice that you ought to do? Now there are many, there are so many ways to be brave in this world. And sometimes our bravery involves laying down our life for someone or something bigger than ourselves. You see, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna uh, continue with a few quotes. Look at this. Sacrifice is a part of life. Let me repeat that. Sacrifice is a part of life. It is supposed to be. It is something not to regret. It is actually something to aspire to. Let me repeat that. Sacrifice is a part of life. In other words, we've got to become accustomed to the life of sacrifice. Like I said in the beginning, no matter what level you are building, you have to build on the basis of a sacrifice. For your business to go where it needs to go, some of you need to sacrifice in terms of all the McDonald's you're eating. Some of you need to sacrifice uh, a few meals. Some of you uh, need to sacrifice uh, uh, that Louis Vuitton bag. Some of you need to sacrifice uh, uh, buying those Gucci uh, uh, shoes. Whatever it is, you are going to have to sacrifice for you to build what God needs you to build in this hour. Are you with me? You see, another quote I want to highlight to you is this. Love without sacrifice is like Ah, you're not hearing me. Let me repeat that again, Apostle Ayo. It says, love without sacrifice is like death. You see, this is why John chapter 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That sacrifice was a sacrifice that God made, and what he made was by giving you and me, Jesus, who redeemed us from the curse of sin. There's no progress or accomplishment without sacrifice. Oh, you're not hearing me, guys. There's no progress and no or accomplishment without sacrifice. And lastly, anything that you cannot sacrifice pains you. Oh, let me repeat that. Anything that you cannot sacrifice pains you, makes you predictable, and makes you weak. Oh, you're not hearing me. One last time. Anything you cannot sacrifice pains you, makes you predictable, and makes you weak. I purposely and intentionally highlighted those quotes. Why? Because I want you to understand the magnitude of this word called sacrifice. You guys are going to be celebrating a year next month, in the month of September, a new thing London. Guess what? For where God is taking you to, and for what God wants to fill the anointing, what God wants to birth through this house, and what God wants to do through this ministry, it's going to require a people that that have the ability to sacrifice for the greater good. For the, that has the ability to say, you know what, Apostle Ayo, uh, for, for where God is taking us, here's a thousand pounds, here's two thousand pounds. You know what, I'm going to invest in my career because now I understand that God wants me to finance this movement. Because let me prophesy this about a new Finland. It's not just a church. It is a movement that needs to speak not only for 
five years, and not only for ten years, but for generations to come, I can actually see by the Spirit of God, I can see children playing, I can see schools, I can see uh, uh, organi uh, an organization that has the ability to speak into the UK politically, to speak into the UK, uh, uh, in, in, even into governmental institutions, even into uh, Europe, and even into the, the, the trajectory of this nation, the financial status of this nation, but it's going to require a people who are willing to sacrifice today, to make a commitment today, so that our tomorrow looks differently, so that our future looks different than what our start looks like. And for all my scholars, for all my scholars, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 15, and I'm reading from verse 13 to 17. Guys, I sense the Spirit of God in this place. My God. If you have it, say, I got it in the comment section. Hallelujah. Look what the Bible says, John chapter 15, and I'm reading from verse 13 all the way down to verse 17. It says, Greater love has no man than this than a man to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you to do, let me pause them. How many of you heard this song? I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. We, we've all sung that song, great melody, great chords, we love it, it is phenomenal. But the magnitude or the hallmark of friendship with God is your ability to obey His commands. So your ability to obey the commands of God gives you the right to be a friend of God. Yet we are singing a song without actually understanding the full magnitude of what we are saying. So the hallmark of friendship with God is your ability to uh, 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 obey His commands. Hence, verse 15, look what it says. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant does not know what the Lord is doing. But I have called you friends, for all the things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Guess what? The hallmark of friendship with God, like I mentioned, is your ability to obey God. But your ability to obey God is directly linked to your ability to lay your life down for something and for someone and uh, that's far greater than you. Because look what Jesus is saying. Greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And many times we look at that scripture and we, we think it's, it's, yeah, Jesus is laying down his life for his friends. But it's actually that scripture is directed at you and to me. If we want to build anything in life, we must be willing to lay our life down for our friend. Who is your friend? I mentioned it before. You are a friend of God on the basis of your obedience to God. But that obedience must be, it must be so in Better in you. That obedience must drive you to the point where you are willing to sacrifice and sacrifice even your life. Ah, you're not hearing me. It's getting quiet here. You see, for where God is taking a new thing in London, for where God is taking you corporately, and where God is taking you individually, it demands a sacrifice where people are willing to lay down their life so that they can, 
can obey the instructions that come via the sick man and via the scriptures and via the Holy Spirit. And it's in that place now where a true sacrifice is physically seen. Look what verse 16 says. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have ordained you, that you should go and bear fruit, my God, and fruit that remains, that whatever you ask in my name, he may give it to you. Now let's go back a bit. It says, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life. Greater love. You see, and then he says, you are my friends, if you do whatever I command you to do. Perhaps the fruit we are receiving or experiencing in our life has everything to do with our ability to sacrifice what the Master wants us to sacrifice. Listen, waking up in the morning, getting up at 5 a.m. for prayer is a sacrifice. Come on, somebody. I know it's difficult. I know you could be spending another two hours uh, in your warm bed and, you know, making your coffee and having your breakfast and whatever it is, it is a sacrifice. You see, I love what David says. David says this, I will not give to God that which has not costed me anything. Now, when you look at the backdrop of that scripture, you see that David uh, is having a conversation with one of the treasurers of the state, of the estate. And the treasurer of the estate says to David, because you are king, I now am going to give you, David, this, uh, uh, this threshing floor. But David understood a few things about a threshing floor. The threshing floor now deals with a harvest. The threshing floor de uh, deals with uh, the separating of the wheat and the tape. Uh, the threshing floor now is a place where your harvest is seen. And David says, no, 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 no. I am going to buy this threshing floor for uh, 50 shekels of gold. The number 50 deals with uh, redemption. The number 50 deals with jubilee. But when you look at what was happening previously, the land of Israel was in uh, 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 chaos. There was chaos going around in the land. The land needed to be healed. But David understood this. He said, I will buy uh, the threshing floor with 50 shekels of silver. Sorry. And when you look at the word sh silver, it means redemption. So what David was actually saying there is I'm going to buy this patient for a harvest time. I'm going to invest. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to pay for this thing. And because I'm going to sacrifice for this thing, guess what? That which is uh, redemptive by God will come to my life, will come to the people that is connected to me. Guess what? When you begin to sacrifice in your life, guess what? The people connected to you will begin to experience that redemption will begin to experience the price you paid for. You see, and in verse 17 says, These things I command you, that you love one another. Could it be our measure of love is being challenged in this dispensation, my God? The measure of our love, the extent of our love in this generation, in this time of COVID-19, is being challenged to the degree where we have to come back to the place where I'm willing to sacrifice because I love Apostle Ayo. I'm willing to sacrifice because I love 
a new king landed. I'm willing to sacrifice because I love what God is doing with this church in this moment. Are you with me? You see, in almost every culture from the beginning of time, when we see the fall of Adam, we begin to see God going on, on a journey with humanity to redeem them, to restore them, and to literally see the sacrifice throughout every generation from God for humanity to actually receive his redemption. I believe in this hour and in this time, I believe God is saying to us corporately and even to this house and even to you as an individual that you got to come to the point and place where you got to sacrifice in accordance to what God is requiring of you in this moment and in this time. Are you with me? You see, I want to I wanna, I wanna talk briefly about some noticeable sacrifices that change the course of history. Number one, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the Chernobyl tragedy. The Chernobyl tragedy happened on the morning of April 26, 1986. Scientists got to work on a new series of tests in the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in northern Ukraine. As soon as the test began, things went wrong, very wrong. In fact, it is recorded by eyewitnesses that two explosions rocked the entire unit of Chernobyl. But what's more interesting is that there was talk between the Soviet Union, the United Nations, and the nations of the world. And if you are familiar with the Cold War and what was going on at the time, things were very hairy. What do I mean? Things were volatile between Europe and the nations of the world. And the scientists knew that if a third explosion would go off, three quarters of Europe would have been wiped out. Can you picture a Europe in which we live looking completely different if it had not been for three ordinary men? These were two laborers and a soldier that risked their life to save an entire continent to change the trajectory of a nation. Could it be that God is calling you and calling me to sacrifice something that can change the course of this nation? The second extent of a sacrifice we see in the context of John Robert Fox. John Robert Fox was a black man who served in the American army in Tuscany, Italy during World War II. John Robert Fox was surrounded by Nazi soldiers. And it was spoken of that had it not been for his heroic act, the nation of Italy as well as the rest of Europe would have been sabotaged by Germany, by Nazis. Look what he does. He orders a fire on his exact position. The people who were responsible for firing pointed out to him and saying, surely this must be a mistake. 
Yet this man says, fire. Because there's more of them than they are of us. Those were the famous last words of this man. You change the trajectory of World War II. A black man, like you and like me, that seemed so ordinary, seemed so insignificant at the time, yet, as he planned it, and when the U.S. armies entered that region, they found hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of German soldiers. One man's sacrifice changed the course of history. And lastly, there's this man called Alfred Vanderbilt. To say that Alfred Vanderbilt was born into privilege is something of an understatement. His great-grandfather, Cornelius Vanderbilt, left school at the age of 11 and went on to make his fortune in shipping and in railroads. Cornelius left the equivalent of 150 billion US dollars in today's currency to his son. And his son doubled the family's fortune. So when Alfred inherited the family fortune, he had big shoes to fill. And we know that Alfred had his finger in every pie. But Alfred made the journey from the USA to Europe. And on his journey to Europe, Nazi warships got wind and heard of the ship and started bombing the ship. It is noted, noted that he was given first-class status on the ship. He was given a life jacket, and when the bombing started happening, there was a lifeboat ready to take him away. But what's noticeable about what he done, he gave his life jacket away to save someone. Not only that, as the ship began to sink, he kept on finding more children and putting the children on the boat to save as many children's lives. Considering the status of this man in society, he could have left those children there and saved his own skin. Up until today, the body of Alfred Vanderbilt has never been found. What am I saying, guys? I'm saying that the power of a sacrifice has the ability to speak not only in our generation, but in the generations to come. A new thing in London, what God is birthing in you, what God is birthing through you, what God is allowing you to build will speak for generations to come if we would just fathom and get the understanding of how to sacrifice. Listen to me. You can build, in fact, I want you to write this in the comment section. You will build nothing out of convenience. Let me put it to you like this. Convenience is the enemy of progress. If you're waiting for the stars to align, you're going to wait your entire life. If you're waiting for everything to be in order, you're going to wait your entire life. you got to make a decision today. And you've got to sacrifice to get a new thing London to where it needs to go. Are you with me? Ah.
In Genesis chapter 6, I'm coming to a conclusion. I'm reading a prophesying minister to you. In Genesis chapter 6 and 9, verse 9 says this. This is the genealogy of Noah. Interesting. Interesting. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. That, that's what it says. That's the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. Verse 10. Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Verse 13. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of Jaffa wood. Make rooms in the ark. Cover it inside, outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's worth 50 cubits. And it's high 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark. You shall finish it to a cubit from above. Set the door of the ark on the inside. And you shall make it with lower and second and third decks. The benefit of this sacrifice of Noah. Or rather, let me explain it like this. God required Noah to build something he'd never seen before. And sometimes God will ask you a new Finlandian to build something you have no clue what you are building. Because you've never been down this way before. Mm. Yes, sir. I'm talking to you. You've never experienced God like this before. And the sacrifice that Noah had to make was to trust God. My God. Was my God. Greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for a friend. You are my friends if you obey my commandments. Here we see Noah obeying the commandments of God. The commandments of God to Noah was build something you have no clue what you're building. A new thing in London, the commandment to you is build something that you have no clue what you're building. You've never seen it before. You just got to trust what God is saying to you. And build it and build it and build it. Because the day of reckoning is coming. In the context of Noah, the rain was coming. This man had never seen rain before. Yet the doubters all around him helped him, built with him. But when the day of reckoning came, when he said to them, come now, they refused. What am I saying? Your friendship with God, my God, will save you. Are you hearing me? Your friendship with God will save you and will save the generations to come. What do I mean? The corruption of the earth came before God's nostrils. 
And God says, there's a stench that I don't like in the earth. But because of my friend Noah, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? But because of my friend Ayo, because of my friend Susan, I will spare the generations to come. Because the Bible says, the fountains of the deep opened up and the heavens opened up and it began to rain. But here's what I want to focus on. The benefit of the sacrifice that Noah made is seen in the covenant that God makes with Noah. I'll say it again. The benefit of the sacrifice that God, that Noah makes is seen in the covenant that God makes with Noah. Because remember, in Genesis 6, he says, I will destroy the earth. In Genesis chapter 8 and verse 20, he says, I will establish my covenant with you and with the earth. I will never destroy the earth again. One man's sacrifice established a covenant that still speaks today. Are you with me? Yes, sir. A new thing, London. God will establish a covenant with you and with your house that will speak for generations to come even when you're not around because you must understand something about an altar. An altar is a meeting point and place with God or a meeting point and place with divinity. You see, before we can lay foundations, altars have to be established. Altars have to be established. What goes on an altar is a sacrifice. You see, what you're willing to sacrifice at the altar will buy your future. Let me say that again. What you're willing to sacrifice at the altar will buy and secure your future. Because that altar will speak when you're sleeping. That altar will speak when you are in distress. That altar will speak when you are perplexed. That altar will speak when you are confused. That altar will speak on your behalf. Because of the price you're willing to pay. I want to encourage you with six principles to remember about the power of a sacrifice. Six principles. Number one, a sacrifice will speak to your future. Number one, a sacrifice will speak to your future. Number two, sacrifice enables the generations attached to you to walk in a liberty and in a freedom that they didn't have to pay for. Let me repeat that. Sacrifice has the ability to enable generations attached to you to walk in a liberty and a freedom that they did not pay for. Number three, sacrifice unlocks the building dimension in you. You see, you cannot build anything out of convenience because you will build and you will build, but the building will go nowhere. I'll say this, convenience is the enemy of progress. I want you to write that down. Convenience is the enemy of progress. Number four, sacrifice is costly 
but the rewards are always seen later. Number four, sacrifice is costly, but the rewards are always seen later. Number five, the power of sacrifice has the ability to silence complacency in your life. Let me repeat that. The power of a sacrifice has the ability to silence complacency in your life. Number six, the power of sacrifice will always give you an advantage in life. I hope you've been blessed by this. And you think London, that word is for you. That word is for you to sacrifice. God is going to require a sacrifice of you. You see, when the prophet came to the Shumanite's house, to the, to the widow woman's house, she said, I only have enough flour to make a cake for me and my son, and then we're going to die. And the prophet says, put it in the hands of the prophet. Let me multiply this thing for you. The thing that you hold dear to you, God is saying, sacrifice it to me. So that I can multiply it, so that you can actually be an answer to everyone around you. You see the miracle, and I'm done. The miracle of the five loaves and two fish was this. Firstly, no, the Bible does not record the name of the boy. It just says it was the boy. So in this season, God is not looking for names. God is looking for somebody that can say, God, all I have is five loaves and two fish. And you know what? The little that I have, the little revelation that I have, I'm going to break it and I'm going to share it. Because the miracle was this. That as long as they received the little, broke it and shared it, it kept multiplying. Therein lies the secret to your sacrificing. Whatever it is, keep breaking it and keep sharing it. Keep sharing it. It might be a 30-fold revelation. It might be a 60-fold revelation. It might be a hundred. Whatever your revelation is, break it and share it. Because God has always been concerned about people. You see, the, the, the purpose behind why we do what we do is for the benefit of people. Are you hearing me? Does that make sense? On that note, I'm going to minister to a few folk and let me, let me release this word of the Lord to, to, to this house. I believe the Lord is saying that. I began to hear the word Bethel. And the word Bethel is the house of God. And the house of Bethel and Bethel was the place of angelic visitation. And I hear the Lord say that a new thing in London will be like a place of Bethel. A place of redefinition. A place where you will begin to rewrite the identity of people. You begin to, my God, you begin to rewrite even the identity of the church. And this is why I see the word El Bethel. 
the house of God, the place of angelic frequency, the place of angelic activity, the house of God, where you will begin to see the portals of heaven open. And whenever you see the heavens open, you must understand in accordance to Genesis chapter 11 and 12, Isaiah chapter 28, and you begin to see in Genesis 28 as well, when God's standing, whenever God stands, it is with the intention to act. And a new thing London, God is saying to you that I'm getting ready to act on your behalf. But not only on your behalf, I'm getting ready to act in you and through you and for you. Says the Spirit of the living God, I'm getting ready to act because I'm rewriting even the identity even of this house. I begin to change even the, my God, even the heart and even the passion of my people. And the Lord says, I'm bring, beginning to do a new thing even in your midst. And yes, your name is a new thing, London. And the Lord says, don't get comfortable, don't get too comfortable, and don't get too uh, 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 set in certain things, because the Lord says, even as you declare a new thing, always watch out for the new thing, and I, I, I my God, I see the, 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 the acronym wealth, I see the acronym wealth, and I see multiple, multiple streams of wealth coming into the house, and the Lord says, start preparing, start uh, strengthening even your structures, because the Lord Lord said, I'm going to bring even people who are affluent and influential when it comes to wealth. Because the Lord said, I want to do something, my God, regarding media. But the media that I want to do through this house requires an, in an influx and an input of wealth. And the Lord said, get ready to receive those ones who carry wealth. And the Lord says, do not make apologies. Do not make apologies for division. The Lord says, uh, my God, open your mouth and declare the word of the Lord. Open your mouth and place a demand because I, uh, I want to remind you people uh, that money follows intention. And the Lord says, what is your intention? Let your intention be made known. And as you begin to make your intention known, the Lord says, I will bring the resources to underpin that intention. I will begin to bring and activate and release the resources to come from the north and from the south and from the east and from the west, says the Spirit of the living God. And the Lord says, I do not despise your voice, man of God. The Lord says, I am interested in even the weight of what you carry and the Lord said that the Lord showed me that there have been days where the weight of his glory has literally pinned you to the bed where you've been literally God I can't move what is this and the Lord said like I encountered Moses at the burning bush you see Io you must understand that before God sends you he has to encounter you and the Lord says this day that I'm about to encounter you in a way that this generation will say surely Io has been with God and I see you like a deliverer and I see you like a pipe piper that when you begin to release the sound of heaven from your mouth the Lord says they will come they will come into for my God they will come into formation the Lord says they are coming the, the army of the living God is coming into formation and Susan I hear the Lord saying that even as you begin to pray and even as you begin to declare and even as you begin to prophesy the word of the Lord the Lord says
think I'm even opening up the realm of word of knowledge to you in a greater way. And the Lord says, I am my God. The Lord says, I'm going to use you in such a way that it's going to blow even your mind. The Lord says, get ready for platforms. The Lord says, get ready for platforms. I see platforms. The Lord says, platforms, platforms, platforms. The Lord says, and it's almost as if you've been saying, Susan, that, you know, God, you know, Show me, and the Lord says, yes, you, and the Lord says, do not be surprised when mega doors start opening, and the Lord says, my God, this is the season of the open door, and the Lord says, even the bread on your table, I'm getting ready to supply your need, the Lord says, I'm getting ready to supply your need, the Lord says, I'm going to take care of every finer detail when it comes to uh, 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 the finances of your home, and a new thing in London, get ready, because whenever they have are open, you must understand that there's always glory, and this house will be known for glory, and not as glory as we know it and days gone by, it's a glory that hasn't been seen, it's like I see the Kayil of God, and when you look at the Kayil of God, you begin to see favor, you begin to see honor, you begin to see treasure, you begin to see uh, 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 insurmountable levels of honor, and the Lord says even wealth and treasure will be attached to this house. And the Lord says it's a glory. and It's like a magnificence that we haven't seen in the earth. And Makalebo Shekete and Kayla. Kayla 2089. Kayla 2089. I hear the spirit of the Lord say, Daughter, I'm about to, I'm about to bring an increase even in your life. And even as you've been praying, and even as you've been crying out to God, Kayla, and you've been saying, God, when is it my turn? And God, when is it going to be, uh, uh, when, when is that treasure and when is that increase coming? The Lord says, the increase has come, and the Lord says, watch over the next coming weeks how things are going to shift even for your life, Kayla. The Lord says, get ready because I'm about to do a fresh thing. I'm about to renew your strength. And even as you've been saying, God, I, 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 why am I feeling tired? Why am I feeling uh, 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 downcast? And the Lord says this day, I'm renewing your strength, Taylor. I'm renewing, I'm, my God, the Lord says, I'm, I'm revitalizing every area of your life. And the revitalization, the Lord says, I bring revelation. I bring understanding. And I, I even open up the realm of intercession to you like never before. The Lord shows me intercession and the Lord says, open your mouth, daughter of Zion, and begin to pray. And because when you begin to pray, you'll begin to see the things of God and the things of heaven open up like never before. And God says, daughter, my hand, my hand is upon you. My hand is upon you. And the Lord says, I am going to literally open up uh, 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 your, the language of intercession to you. I'm giving you a new language. And the Lord says, you'll be able to pray effectively prayers. You'll be able to pray like Cindy Trump. I don't know what your affiliation and affection is to Cindy Trump, but I see God using you in the realm of prayer like that. And it's like, uh, get familiar with atomic prayers. Go and listen and watch the atomic prayers by uh, Cindy Trump and watch the impartation that God is going to bring to you because the Lord is saying, I'm getting ready to shift some things even in your life. Says the Spirit of the living God. 
Makarebo shetete, ribababande, makakelebashiande, ramankelebo shola, shola i, shola i, rebaka sheketambrama. In fact, shola i and mofe, uh, I think that's how you pronounce the name, mofe, shola i and mofe, I want to release this word of wealth to you. The Lord says, get ready because I'm about to activate the understanding of wealth to you. The Lord says, I'm getting ready to release an unprecedented level of favor. But the Lord says, go and study the ways of economy. Go and study the ways of how to manage money. Because the Lord says, I'm bringing money within your reach. I'm bringing assets within your reach. And yes, it might seem far-fetched. And yes, it might seem something in the future. But the Lord says, this day, get ready. Because I'm about to bring an activation of wealth even into your life. The Lord says, I'm about to... Uh, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's like the two of you, uh, I can see you guys looking at the stock exchange. And I can see you guys, uh, I, I, I can see individually, both of you, like saying, one day I'd love to know how to how to uh, trade and how to um, uh, how to uh, uh, work economies and how to understand it. The Lord says this day, I'm about to say, The Lord says this day, get ready because I'm about to uh, bring uh, uh, this wealth to you. And Tambo, Tambo, I want to release the word of the Lord to you. Rebaka Sheke Tambo. Yes, Tambo. Tambo, uh, <laughs> yes, the struggle regarding finances has been real and it's been like everything has been like tight. It's been tight, tight, tight. And the Lord said, My God, like David, the Bible says that David says, The Lord has brought me into a large place. And the Lord says, I am bringing you, Tambo, into a large place. The Lord says, this day I establish my covenant with you, Tambo. And the Lord says, you will be one of my financiers. The Lord says, I am called you to be a king. One who is able to finance even the ministry and finance the gospel. And yet it's been a paradox. It's been a contradiction to your life. It's like everything that could get dry, got dry. But the Lord says, this day, that the river is beginning to flow again. The Lord says the river is flowing again. And the Lord says jump into this river because I'm about to release insurmountable levels of, of breakthrough in your life. The Lord says I bring you into a large place, says the Spirit of the living God. And the Lord says, my God, even joy. The Lord says I bring, I renew your joy because this joy is going to bring about a strength in your life, Campbell. And the Lord says even in the strength will allow you to build like you've never built before. Why do I see you moving locations? It's like I can see, I can see a physical move. It, it's like, it's my God. In fact, the Lord says the current place you are in, wherever, I don't know where you're living. I don't know what is going on in your life, but I see movement. And the Lord says it's time to move. You've discerned, you've discerned, and you've discerned accurately, but the, it, it's almost as if the push wasn't there, and it's like you feared what this one is. My God. Mm. Campbell, the Lord says, I'm even delivering you from the fear of man. My God, the Lord says this day, do not concern yourself with uh, what the opinions of man is. The Lord says, I establish my wealth covenant with you today. 
So get ready. Get ready, says uh, the, the Spirit of the Living God. Rebaka sheketalamando. Romaka tilama sheketamando. Rebaka sheketiremando. My God, my God. Nana bonsu. Nana bonsu. Nana bonsu. Let me prophesy to you. Nana bonsu. My God. Nana, I see creativity all around you. It's like I can see, it's like I can see different patterns. And whenever I see different patterns and different colors, this is how the Lord deals with me. It, it, for me, I understand it to be God allowing you to be a creative. And even as you are a creative, the Lord says, do not despise the patterning of my God, the patterning of things. And the Lord says, you, the Lord says you, you, will, you will pattern different, different uh, uh, expressions of God in a creative way that will be palatable for uh, uh, what God is doing in this hour and for the generations to receive it. The Lord says, do not despise the creativity because you've always seen things differently. You've always seen things in un unusual ways. And the Lord says, do not despise that because that's the way I use you. And the Lord says, do not try and be something you're not. The Lord says, because at, at your best, he is at his best in you. Let me repeat that. At your, when you are you, when you are you, Nana, God is at his best through you and in you. So the Lord says, do not despise the workings of me in your life because I am renewing your strength again and I'm doing a new thing even in your life. And I, this is the season of promotion. I don't know how, what is happening in, in your career or in, or in that, in the working environment, but I can see a promotion that is due to you says the Spirit of the Living God. Rebeke Shikayamando. Rabaka Sheketalamando. Robaka Sheketalamando. My God, my God, my God. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Manso. Jeffrey Frimpong Manso. Jeffrey Frimpong Manso. And Jeffrey, it's like I can see you have to always be strong for uh, uh, for your family and for everyone around you. You've always had to be strong. And sometimes at the expense of your own sanity and at the expense of your own well-being. And the Lord says, uh, 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 man of God, I am bringing help to you, Jeffrey. The Lord says, help is on the way. The Lord says, strength is on the way. And the Lord says, for everything that you've done for people and for everyone that you've helped along the way, the Lord says, I remember it now. And the Lord says, I'm bringing up upon even every seed that you've sown, whether it be physically, whether it be emotionally, whether it be financially. The Lord says, this day I remember it, and like the scripture that says, cast your bread upon the waters, and after many days it shall return. And the Lord says, man of God, today is the day of returns for you, says the Spirit of the living God. And I'm about to refresh, I'm about to restore, and I'm about to awaken even the God destinies in your life, and even the God dreams in your life. The Lord says, man of God dream again dream again dream again because it's not too hard for me it's not too difficult for me and the Lord says I'm gonna give you a seat at the table I'm gonna give you a seat at the table even for business and the Lord says because of your heart and your desire for the kingdom the Lord says this day do I do a new thing even in your life says the Spirit of the Lord my God my God my God in the name of Jesus the presence of God is all over this broadcast. Listen to me. I want you to lift your hands wherever you are. Just lift up your hands. We're going to release. We're going to release the presence of God even in your home right now. Come on. Father, come on. Just close your eyes and watch. Watch what's going to happen now. No hype. 
no girls, just pure Jesus. Heavenly Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, I thank you, even on this broadcast. I thank you for what you are doing right now. I thank you for moving right now in this moment through the airwaves. Father, I thank you that there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. Father, we release your glory right now in the name of Jesus. Fill this broadcast now. One, two, three. Receive. It's like I can sense. It's like some of you are feeling like a weight on your shoulders. Some of you are feeling like a cool breeze. Some of you are feeling a warmth all over your body. That's the glory of God. The glory of God is right here. And for those who are struggling with hearing, the Lord says, in fact, put your hand on your ear, wherever you are. If you are struggling with hearing, I'm not saying you're deaf. I'm saying that you there's been an issue with, with hearing clearly. Remember, whatever... God reveals, He heals. So put your hand on your ear. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for healing right now. All over this broadcast. In Jesus' name. Open those ears. Open those ears. Open those ears. Open those ears. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Rebakashikayamandi. In the name of Jesus. We bless you God. We bless you God. There it is. There it is. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. Do a new thing God. Do a new thing God. All over this place God. And here comes the baptism of the, of the fire of God all over this place. Here comes the baptism of the Holy Spirit all over this place. Right now, right now. There's a refreshing taking. I can literally see the rain of the Spirit in this house. The Lord shows me the rain of the Spirit. And whenever you see rain in the scriptures, it's indicative of a move of God and it's also indicative that things are about to grow. So get ready, ANT. Things are about to grow. Businesses are about to grow. Relationships are about to grow. The move of God is about to grow from the house. The house is about to grow. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do it again, God. Fall afresh. Yes, God. Fall afresh, God. Things are moving. I see it by the Spirit of God. Things are moving. Things are moving. For those of you who are believing God for a breakthrough, whether it be financial, whether it be relational, whether it be emotional, whatever it is, career-wise, whatever it is. Lord, literally show me doors are moving. Where there was no doors, there's new doors. Where there was no opportunities, there's new opportunities. 
In the name of Jesus, your glory, God. Fill this place, God. Fill this place, God. Fill this place, God. Let it be released of heaven. Father, we thank you for the release of heaven right now. We thank you for the release of heaven right now. We thank you for the release of heaven right now. Man karabo shikete. Your glory, God. Jesus. Your glory, God. Oh. Change me. 